What is going on, Reapers? This is Devon Say. This is Reaper Training, and you guys are now tuned in to the Reaper Podcast. And we have some wonderful, wonderful information for y'all today. So like I told y'all in my last couple podcasts, um, the beginning of each podcast, I'm going to have a um, basically like an outlook on a fitness uh, tip and how my fitness is going. So I'm just going to add stuff like what I'm training, uh, what I've been eating, what I've cut out, things like that. And uh, what I'm also going to add, which I didn't mention, is I'm going to include a uh, food or supplement that is very, very helpful to what I'm doing. Because uh, if you guys don't know, I mentioned it a couple of times on my YouTube channel, but I used to work at GNC. So, um, and the cool thing about working at GNC was because I had to sell the products and we had commission on products, if you go to a good GNC where the people are knowledgeable, the more knowledgeable you are about your products, the better you can sell them. The way my manager used to tell me, my my old manager was, um, you can't sell a product that you're not sold on. So once I, once I learned about things, I got the information, I figured out what was right about them, what was good about them. When I sold them to people, they believed me and they understood what I was saying because one, I knew what I was talking about. Also, I was also sold in the product. So um, in doing that, um, and also through my studies, I've learned a lot, a lot about supplements, what was bullshit, what was really good. So in this uh, podcast, the one supplement I'm going to talk about, it's not even really a supplement. It's kind of a, just, yeah, I guess you can call it a supplement. But anyhow, um, there's a company called Ali, which is a dope kind of vitamin company. Uh, they basically have um, like... Uh, multivitamins and all of the kind of things, but there's this one product that they sell. By the way, I'm not getting any promotional uh, value from this. I just think it's, you know, helpful information. Uh, they have one product called Sleep, and it's uh, mixed with melatonin, L-theanine, and I'm looking at the bag right now, uh, L-theanine and um, like a botanical type, type of uh, mixture in there. And me, I have a real hard time sleeping sometimes um, between me just ripping and running. And also, I take a little bit too much caffeine during the day. Sometimes when it's time for me to unwind and get in bed, it's a little difficult. And, man, I'll take about four of those gummies. I'll take a shower. And by the time I hit the bed, like, I'm just totally relaxed. Like, that is an awesome product. Um, I would even take it, I would say, if you are just a little stressed out and you just need to kind of relax for a second, you know, take a couple gummies and just kind of sit on the couch for a second, listen to some music, and it'll zone and mellow you right out. Just really relaxes your body, and it helps a lot with sleeping. Um, I don't even have to, I can do a whole podcast on sleep alone or how important it is, uh, what it helps, and all the benefits to it and things like that. So, um, which I might get into that on another podcast, but definitely Ali, the sleep gummies. Uh, there's a bunch of Ali products. I would say if you need any type of like um, multivitamins or or things like that. Ali has a bunch of, they have so many uh, different uh, types of um, supplements, but Ali is a dope company, but definitely try to sleep one if you have a hard time sleeping. And getting into my fitness aspect, um, today I'm going to talk about a major change I made in, um, in losing weight and also something that was very influential me gaining the weight to begin with is I slowed down on the drinking. So (laughs) 
I will say this. I'm a Marine. Um, I've never been a person that drinks when I'm sad. I use the gym as like my therapist. Um, so it's never been uh, anything with drinking where, you know, if I'm down or like I got to have it in the morning or something like that. But I am a very social drinker and I'm a very, uh, I, feel, I feel like I'm a very free spirited individual. So whenever I get home and I'm just watching my favorite show and I got some snacks, it used to just be, especially during COVID when I was bored, I think I ran through like, I might have went through about like four different shows. I know a lot of y'all can relate. I think I finished like Game of Thrones, like two animes. I was hitting it as far as like watching TV shows. And I'd be the first to tell you before COVID, I wasn't even a big TV watcher like that. I might get a, a series in once every like six or eight months if that and it's really just because somebody's just been talking about it a lot but um I'm knocking out these shows and you know I'll get to sip in during the week and then weekend I'll get to partying and things like that and uh, I'm about to get into the nitty-gritty about this so first and foremost um my cardinal rule in all my fitness cuts and and just in fitness in general that I always have for myself, except for cheat days, cheat days were my uh, only exceptions, no liquid calories. I'm going to tell you why. So first and foremost, liquid calories are empty calories. They, they, they don't, unless you're having like a protein shake or some type of a, um, like a healthy mixed drink with like vegetables and stuff like that, they normally don't have any type of nutrients. They don't have any type of protein there's normally just straight sugar and carbs. That is super detrimental to your uh, insulin levels. That's going to spike it. It's going to fuck you up. Um, that's number one. Number two, there's very difficult to track. So when I do my cuts, really in general, even if I'm not cutting, I generally speaking, I count my calories. But even if you weren't counting your calories, if you think you're eating a good portion size, but you're drinking juice and you're drinking soda, or I'm mainly getting on, on juice because I know a lot of people don't drink soda as they did, you know, back in the day. But juice is just as bad. If you look at some of these sweet teas and orange juices, they got like 40, 50 grams of sugar. It's really bad. So anything that's not water or below, I would say you don't want to drink anything that has any more than 50 calories in it unless it's a like a... Uh, if you were drinking like a pomegranate uh, juice, which even that, they, they fill it with so much sugar, it's ridiculous. They put sugar in everything. But um, that is a big no-no. You never want to drink your calories. That's a big thing. Um, and I was doing that with the liquor. And then on top of all of that, to make it worse, not only does, does liquor have these high carbs and high sugars because, you know, uh, I don't know about y'all, but I like flavored whiskeys. So like... Crown Vanilla and Jack Honey. God. <laughs> That's my, I love them two drinks. But those are my two go-tos, and they are filled with sugar. But um, on top of everything else, what makes it really bad is the way your body breaks down alcohol. Your body does not, and I'm going to say this twice, your body does not burn any fat. It does not burn any fat for at least 12 hours once you start drinking. The reason being is that your body has to fully get all that alcohol out of the system before it can start detoxing and burning its own body fat. So it's going to use those carbohydrates that you got from that from that uh, alcohol, and you're not going to burn any body fat. And if you're like me and you're an endomorph, you're not burning anything. 
and it's already as an endomorph. And this is why you notice people who are always heavy in their life when they start drinking, they blow the fuck up and they stay there. It's very, very hard. Um, and that's because your insulin levels are already shot because you're an endomorph. Uh, you have a hard time breaking down carbohydrates. You're very sensitive to them. Well, when you couple that with the fact that you're not going to burn fat for 12 hours, boy, it hurts. And then more than that, uh, alcohol ha- has been found in studies to increase visceral fat. If you don't know what visceral fat is, if you ever see somebody with like a real big pot belly, like they look normal, but they have like, they look almost look pregnant, almost like uh, the Gucci man belly. That a lot of times comes from alcohol too. It comes from a lot of things, but uh, alcohol is a big proponent in increasing your visceral fat stores in your stomach. And that's kind of what happened to me. I just, it, it totally stalemated and stalled out what I was, um, when I was trying to lose weight. I even did, one day I was talking to my homeboy, and, you know, we're both trying to lose weight with my my, my, uh, my bro Mike. And we was talking about it, and um, I was like, yo, bro, if you think about it, on like a Friday, right, we would go out, and I love cooking. If you look at my channel, I love to cook. We would go out, we would eat, like... On a normal day, if we're drinking and, and eating and things like that, we might consume, as far as food, about 3,000 calories, right? And it sound that you may think about that and be like, damn, 3,000 is a lot. But if you look at how easy it is to eat 3,000 calories if you're not eating healthy, like a normal meal from like Chick-fil-A is going to run you about 1,200. Not even exaggerating. You get like a, like a sandwich and some fries and a drink, you're looking at about 1,200 calories right there. And Chick-fil-A is supposed to be the healthy option. Like, they finesse the fuck out y'all. But anyhow, um, that's what comes from just fast food. So if you cover that into a full day's eating, and then on top of that, you know, you get the drunchies, which is, you know, you start drinking, you get hungry. Man, I was talking to him, I was like, bro, it's a very, it's very, very possible that, you know, with the whiskeys and Cokes and, you know, you get 100 calories a shot with whiskey, that we was probably consuming, like, Four to five thousand calories, including alcohol and all the drinking. And I'm like, it's impossible to lose weight like that. If anything, the only reason why I'm not like I didn't blow up to like 250 during COVID was because I trained a lot. Like I was training hardcore. There's one thing about me, I'm gonna hit that gym. Like I just I love being there. It makes me feel better if I'm stressed out. Uh, it's it's like it serves as a meditation. Like I have to go. There's no like at this point in time, like if if I can't get at least two sessions a week, I just don't feel good. I'm just irritable. I'm angry. I feel kind of sick. It's just it's a part of my lifestyle. So I'm never gonna miss the gym. But boy, I'm gonna eat. I'm going to eat. I love food. It's ridiculous. I've always been like that. I've been a little fat kid my whole life. Um, but yeah, uh, alcohol. I definitely had to give that up. And if you aren't convinced by everything I said then I don't know what else to tell you. But I will say this, and it's an age-old saying, but it's the truth, man. Anything is good in moderation. If you limit drinking to, like, one to two days a week and you're training and you're dieting outside of that, you'll be just fine. You'll be A-OK. And then to be honest with you, and I'm noticing that now since I've really fell back from the drinking, dog, if I get fucked up, it the less you do it, the harder it is to recover from it. Man, this last Saturday I was fucked up all day. It hurt so bad. I was like, this is not it. You know, you you, you build a tolerance to it if you do it enough, but 
if you haven't been hitting that bottle and you haven't been partying like that often, getting back into it is like, ugh, this is this is awful. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's really, really bad. So, um, anything's good in moderation. Keep it to like one to two days. Stay away from the beer. Like, there's one thing I could definitely tell you. Out of all the drinks, the alcoholic drinks, beer is the highest found liquor to uh, cause visceral fat. And again, unless you want to look like the old Gucci man with the pot belly, like you six months pregnant, stay away from the beer. Um, that's a big one. And now that I've, you know, given you guys my fitness breakdown, now we're gonna get into the to the to the juicy stuff, the good stuff. The uh, today's podcast, if you've seen from the um, title, is we're gonna build a winner's circle. And what is a winning circle? So I like to say that we are, as people, we've always fell into what we call tribes, right? So a tribe is a conglomeration of your friends and your family, and you kind of loop that together, and you have a tribe of people and, and acquaintances that you travel with, you live with, you eat with, you hunt with, and a lot of times your tribe that you I mean, back in the day, we didn't choose them, but now we get a chance to choose them and pick and choose who we want in our tribe. You then, that is your key to success. Like I said, Reaper Motivation, we're all about success. And if you are um, a male or even a female, like uh, really just could fall to anybody, but you want to be a leader. You want to be the leader of your tribe. You want Leadership is a big part of this. And... When you have a family, you're the leader of your little tribe. So there's a certain aspects and things that you have to be okay with doing and you have to be aware of if you're going to be a leader. And one thing I love about the Marine Corps is that leadership is a very harpened on topic because they want everyone to be a leader at some point in time if the if it is, is called of them to be one. And... I'm one of those people, I feel like leaders are born, not made, but you can be a competent supervisor, which is a, a lesser form of a leader. Anybody could do that. And being a competent, just being competent as a supervisor is just as important as leadership. The only difference is that a leader is able to get more out of those under him, whereas a competent supervisor could just make sure no one dies and everything gets done at a proper time. And both of those are very uh, keen. Both of those are very important. And actually having both aspects of that is very, very, very good for the, the, the I call it the well-oiled machine. Um, and that being said, there's certain traits that you have to have to be a leader of your tribe, right? So first and foremost... And you guys heard me before, say this before, but I'm definitely going to go back on it again. Control of your emotions. And what do I mean by control of your emotions? So I'm no one's expecting you to be a robot. It's, it's not possible. We're human beings. Things happen. Things piss you off. Things make you happy. Things make you sad. However, uh, there's something in the Marine Corps that we call barren. It's uh, basically where... We can't tell what you're feeling because you 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 mask it with just a stale face. 
And what's so important about having bearing and having control of your emotions is if we're all together and let's say you you're you you have a family and you lose your job, right? You get laid off, it was freak, it just happened, you didn't get much notice, you come home. If you come home a crying mess, if you come home and you're you're bawling out your eyes and you're scared, like, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Everyone in the household is going to freak the fuck out. Your wife's going to freak out. Your kids are going to freak out. The dog's going to jump out the window. It's going to get wild. <laughs> so you got to, you got to, like, it, you, it's just, the leader is, you're, you're the breadwinner of the household. They're all looking to you for answers. But now if you come into your household and you just got laid off and you're like, it's fucked up, we're going to make it work. Even if everyone else wants to panic, if they start panicking after you say that and you still with a straight face, we're going to make this work. All of a sudden, you'll calm everybody down. Baron, you have to have control of your emotions. Things go wrong. Things go right. You don't never want to be too high or too low. Right. And there's a time and place for everything. Like if, if it's just you and your significant other or you and one of your good friends, you know, you're not a robot. Let your emotions out sometimes. But. Especially when it comes to big situations like that, you gotta control yourself. You gotta have good bearing. Again, it's a time and place. There's a time for you to be emotional. There's a time for you to be a soldier, and you need to pick and choose those times. And again, being a good leader also means that you know when to do that. Sometimes they need to see your emotion. If if like if something goes really wrong and you're super positive, it just it, it, it's contagious. Everyone else all of a sudden becomes super positive. If something goes goes right and you're kind of mellow about it, you know, people all of a sudden they want to do more. They're like, yeah, that was great, but let's let's go forward. So it's just like a little chess game, an emotional chess game. But that's very important. That's a huge trait to have as a leader. And next is you need to understand everybody under you and around you. So this is, I, I want to, I'm talking about most of this from a family aspect. A lot of issues that I see in black, in the black community especially, right? We have a um, one size fits all type of outlook on, on people and kids. So if you were brought up that every time you fucked up, your parents beat the shit out of you, then you think that every time your kids fuck up, you beat the shit out of them. And for some kids, that's a good thing. Now, hear me out before y'all think I'm crazy. For some kids, like, I know people, I've met people that straight up have told me, yeah, I need my ass beat when I was younger. I'm just hard-headed. Some people admit that, and it works for them. That's really good. I'm going to use myself as an example. I'm a very emotional person. So I take things kind of... Not not outwardly emotional, but I do take take things to heart. So if I get punished for something and I don't think there was a good reason behind it, it pisses me off. I feel a way about it. So how I'm gonna take the the result of my punishment and how someone else will take the result of their punishment is two different things. And what you get is if you don't take that into account as a as a leader of your tribe, then you get a lot of friction. I will say just in my family alone, um, with that, not even just my family, just my relationships with people, people not understanding that about me has strained a lot of relationships in my life because 
and I've grown enough to where I'll tell people about it, but not everybody takes it seriously. But if you have someone who who doesn't take certain certain criticisms or certain uh, results right, then you have to know how to go about it. For me, it's just people putting their hands on me. I don't like people touching me. Like if you hit me, you need to have a good reason for it. Like as an adult, like if if you was to put your hands on me, my my saying is if you touch me, be ready to kill me. Like I I need to. You need to have a real clear cut and concise reason that you put your hands on me for me not to like be ready to kill you like it's it's, it's real so it whereas with other people like when i was in boot camp dudes was like yeah and i'm down to, you know they i want my ass beat i was like well hey do you bro like <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i might especially being in the marine corps like is a very physical branch some dudes is cool with getting hit if you touch me you need to have a good 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 outstandingly good reason or else it's gonna be an issue and i'm not Again, I don't let shit go. I'm the wrong motherfucker to have on, on your bad side lurking behind you in the dark. <laughs> um, so understanding who your subordinates are is important. Not everything works for everybody. Um, and that's something that I think sometimes we have too much pride to admit or acknowledge. And also, you know, it's a trial and error type of thing. I think uh, parents, as they get different kids, they learn who can take what and who can't. You know, um, a, my gunny has said something interesting. He said, know who your glass eggs are. I know who your glass balls are. So if you're juggling all these Marines and, and you're juggling, you're juggling, and one of them's glass, if you drop that glass one, it'll shatter. You'll never get that Marine back. If you if you have kids and you're juggling them and you're, you know, you're trying to make these things work, keep the cycle going, and you drop one that's too fragile to be dropped, you'll never get him back. It'll fuck their relationship clean up. And I, I talked to a lot of people who have real strained relationships with their parents. And they were that glass ball that got dropped one too many times and shattered. And it was never the same. So understanding who you're dealing with is super important. And that goes for families. That goes for businesses. And again, a lot of this, being an ultra, entrepreneur, make no mistake about it. If you're an entrepreneur, you're a leader. You're, you're the leader of your business. So this is very important for anybody. Um, that being said, uh, consequences do build discipline. It's just a no, it's just knowing what are the consequences that you need to be having. So, for example, my, I'm going to use myself as an example again. As an NCO, when I don't believe in mass punishment. I believe it's just using people as examples and also making it clear why you're being punished. So I always felt as though if you do mass punishment, right, this is just my leadership style. You guys can take your own. But if I do a mass punishment, if you didn't do anything wrong and you get hit with this mass punishment, then what what did you learn from from this from this consequence? There was nothing to learn from it. And again, if this is a someone like me, I hate mass punishments because if I get fucked with and I didn't do anything, I, it's an issue. Like I like I I, I feel a way about it. And I don't let shit like that go. Same, vice versa with other people. Some people, it makes them want to quit. Now, I'm not a quitter, but some people, I've known Marines who they get hit with one or too many mass punishments and they never show the fuck back up. The reserve is a little different than active duty. You can, they're a little bit more lenient on, um, on uh, what are they called, E-walls. Is it E-wall? 
think it's Ewall. But um, they're a little bit more lean on that. And motherfuckers just straight up stop coming. And you see that even on when I did my little active duty stint. Like, people, you know, they get hit with one too many mass punishments. And then it's like, fuck the Marine Corps. So you need to understand who 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 you're dealing with. And me as NCO, I feel well if you fuck up, I'm gonna give you a warning, and then after that, then I'm gonna give you a punishment. Now, if you're a, a reasonable individual, you 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 know you know you had your warning, and you know I gave you a chance to correct yourself. So then when I punish you and it's just you, now you should be like, yeah, I had it coming. It makes you understand consequences. They may or may not, but it at least gives you that opportunity to be like, did I earn this fuck up? And obviously, if I talk to you once or twice about it, then you earned this fuck up and you earned this consequence. And that's something that I, I'm very a very, very big proponent of. And then everyone else knows that too. He did something wrong. He got talked to about it. The next time, he got punished. And then the punishments kept rising until he fits this shit. So if I don't step out of line, I'll be left alone. One thing you'll notice about people, like I said, people love structure. They love order. And they also don't like being fucked with. So if I see everyone else is getting fucked up for doing this one thing, if I'm one of those dudes that just want to kind of skate by, if I want to be average, then I'm going to skate by. And if I don't want to be average, if I want to be above average, then guess what? Then not only am I not going to do what he's doing, I'm going to do the exact opposite. And I'm going to stand out. And do more. So it's, it's almost like if, if someone's getting cursed out for being late, everybody else going to be on time. But this other Marine, he's going to come 20 minutes early and, and, and work out. Or, you know, 20 minutes early and get the shop shut up. Things like that. Do things to stand out and above. So it opens up these opportunities. Right? And these are all, they sound like little small things. But this is the difference between a section that is deployment ready and a section that's fucked up. Like no one wants to be out there with them. Like they're 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 a liability to everybody around them, and it may just sound like a military thing, but again, it's a it's a family thing too. This is really what separates those families that have, like, a family full of like full crackheads and a family full of like a bunch of high school I mean uh, college graduates and business owners and passing now generational wealth. These are things that that built this and they hold these things true. So. And I can go about this whole leadership thing on and on, but I just want to touch on it from the family's aspect. I think I'll get into more military podcasts later on. Um, but this is going to be a shorter one. I'm going to end this one here. Uh, just giving you guys some food for thought. Um, a lot of you guys haven't been put into some leadership positions, but best believe, you know, if you end up having kids, if you end up being in a serious committed relationship is gonna come up you're gonna be the leader of your tribe and you know i would want to be as ready as possible so this is devon say this is the reap motivation podcast thank you guys for tuning in i'll see y'all next time